going on, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. I'm Caesar Walker. And I'm Ronnie Gatry. And let's start the show. Um, first off, we want to acknowledge um, a tragedy. We're recording on a Sunday, uh, a tragedy that occurred yesterday, yes. yesterday morning in Pittsburgh. Um, a man uh, went into a synagogue Coward. and opened, absolutely, opened fire on uh individuals there and i believe it, it became a shootout between him and law enforcement right. i believe and they've confirmed um 11 people have been killed four officers wounded i think um so i think the person robert bowers is the person they have I in don't know this creeps man fam i think that i think that it is a the what's the craziest part about this and not even get early into it this guy's in custody that's the thing that's that yeah. he's in custody, yeah. Gatry. Are we, are we gonna go here? No, 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 okay. no, 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 okay. no. But I'm, I'm with you though. Yeah, that's to me, that's wild. Yeah, that he's in custody, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, only Robert Bowers can be in custody because what's what's odd is, and I'm not going there, I'm just gonna give you optics. Malik, huh? Malik, no, Tarun, no, they're dead, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was, I was gonna take you. Castile. Yeah. You know, like... I mean, just insert non-white name here in your... your what's, what's his name? Because I just, I just want to put this out there. Philando? Yeah, no, not. Robert? Yeah. So, Robert Robert has a gun. Kills people, right? Mm-hmm. Gets exposed to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. He's shooting them, right? Injuring them. Injuring them, right? Yes. He gets taken in. My homie... PC, I'll just call him because we're not going to go down this route. I'm just giving you optics. Doesn't shoot anybody, nor has shot anybody. But what alerts a law enfor- enforcement official about uh, something that he's licensed to have? And he doesn't get to say anything else afterwards. <sighs> he's a threat. We're not going down there, Walker. No. I just, it, it's, was, it's, it was interesting. I'm, I'm looking, like, I'm looking at this. Um, news report, and they're saying that he is in custody, and I'm like, wow. He faces 29 counts of federal charges, but he's in custody. He's in custody. You know who's also in custody? No, we're not going. We we're not going to Aurora. No, Colorado. No, no, no. Because no, our, our hold hair, off, hold our off. Hair's black. We haven't colored it any any other color. Hold off, hold off, hold off. Our prayers. Thank you. Thank you. Big picture. Our prayer. Yes. Our prayers are with those who have been affected by this tragedy. And it's it's just, it just reminds me more how prayerful I need to be just generally Mm -hmm. speaking for humanity, because the times we live in where we can't even respect people's religion, we can't respect people's safe place to go and pray and pray to God. We have to execute them in one of the more sacred and intimate places. So you know, everyone just, you know, when you think about it, just our prayers and thoughts are with these people. Send a prayer up to them. Our thoughts with them, and, and it's just a terrible situation. Um, we wanted to start off on a solemn note, and then we'll get into uh, what I think will be a more relaxed and, you know, enjoyable okay. podcast. My apologies for taking it there. I didn't, it's okay. I didn't, when you said custody, I just... But, but that, again, reflexes went it's off. triggering. Oh, it's yeah. triggering because of all that this person did. Right to get to this point, you know what I mean? And so you can only imagine how it would go if 
a non-white person committed the same act, right? right? right. So, um, yeah, man. So, uh, just moving right along, how was your weekend? Um, or how are you, I should say? I am in a good space. Okay. I'm glad to have you back. It's good Let's to be back. There. It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, I was gone for about... Flopped. <laughs> they don't want to hear you and I talk about professional... <laughs> Thanks, Dating. listeners. We talked and you listened, or maybe you didn't. <laughs> you listened long enough to do something else. Um, no, but I was out of town and um, for work, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a good trip. Okay, it was a good trip. I traveled to California, and the weather was great. Oh, I can't imagine. The weather was great. Got it was weather. in the set. It, I think the, it got cool in the mornings, like fifties. Okay, you know what I mean. So it was just other than just. Perfect weather, great weather. Okay. Um, the people were good. The project that I was working on, it was a success. You so, were in some good company as well. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, so that went well, and i um, glad to be back here. My flights out there were pretty good, and back. Uh, pretty good flights. Okay. Um, Got to tell, <laughs> tell you this one story. So I flew coming, I left California going to Chicago midway, right? Okay. So when I fly out, or when I have these type of connecting flights like this, sometimes my layover isn't long. And so I have a strategy that I do. You know, I usually I fly southwest because that's, you know, I get points there. And sure. that's usually who my company likes to book flights through. And what I normally do get is typically I usually look for like an end seat, whether it's an aisle or a window or whatever. But usually when I have these connect flights and it can be iffy, like if there's a delay that gets me there tight and I got to get to the next plane, yeah. I'm usually sitting in the middle up front, right? Oh, yeah. So I can get off the plane. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So I do that, right? And it's fine. I got my headphones on, listen to music, podcast, whatever. And so I'm oh, sitting. Really? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. People who are not on SoundCloud. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so I'm sitting next to this, this elderly lady, nice lady, sweet lady, white lady. Right, of course, I had to point that out. Um, she very, very nice, friendly. Like, if I had had to get up one time, she was very helpful, dude. So, I'm sitting there after a while. I'm like, What's that smell? (laughs) Right, what is that smell? So, I look to my left, there's another guy on the left, he's you know, he looks normal. He has his he headphones looks on. Normal. He, he has his headphones on. He's not doing anything, you know, okay. whatever. I look to my right. This elderly lady, sleep, mouth open. Her, listen, her mm. breath smelled like, tr- listen, let me ask you this. You know in your house, you know in your house when, like, it's the day before trash day, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> This can survive can another stop. night. <laughs> and then you have some trash just like two or three nights prior to trash day. And you're like, you know what? We got to put this in the garage. Like, this is not. Right. Right. Somebody should have taken her, taken her breath to the garage oh. and just let it sit out there for the next three days. That bad? Oh, bro. Bro, tea rash. Oh. Like to... So whenever she close her mouth and wake up, I'll be like, 
She wasn't even angled in my position, in my direction. No, it was. It was that bad. Oh yeah. yeah she had contact. She had a lot on her mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> had a lot going on. Other than that, my travels were good. Cool. It was good. But yeah, I just had to share that because I was like, dude, I gotta tell Gatry about this. Oh. So. Um, I, this is privileged information, but uh, you and I texted about it. Uh, can you tell me about this denim shop? You, you visited a denim shop in L.A.? Nudie Jeans. Nudie Jeans, okay. Nudie. And the only reason I ask because I've got like a retail shout-out as well. I don't even know if you want to shout them out. Um, <laughs> You don't have to. No just, pressure. Just did. Okay. No, I just went there because they. Uh, I wanted to purchase some raw denim. Okay. Right? So raw denim or selvage denim, another name for it is most denim that you buy, it's already been pre-washed and shrunken and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Granted, it's cotton, so it can shrink some more, but they have the distress-worn look to them, Okay. right? Well, this is raw denim, meaning all of the dye is still on the jean, Oh. right? Okay. So what happens is they encourage you to wear the jean, wear the jean, wear the jean, just wear it, wear it, wear it, wear it, wear it, wear it, wear it. Yeah. So what happens is, is once you get ready to wash it, you soak it in the tub, right? Uh-huh. And as you soak it, it begins to show all of the creases and wears within the jeans. So now all of the things that you buy on a denim, it naturally does it. What? So if you have a wallet that you always put in your back pocket, it'll show like the wallet print in your back pocket. Okay. It's, it's like that kind of like you basically make your jean look how you want it to look over time by wearing it excessively. Huh. So it's a, it's a dope concept. And I paid a lot because as you wear jeans, you know, you're going to rip them. Right. You can actually send your denim back to Man, their shop. Here, and fix them. Yeah. So shout out to Nudie Jeans. So that's why wow. that's why I went down because they have a an actual brick and mortar in L.A. Nice. And I was looking online. And I was they like, they don't have one in Birmingham. No, not yet. Anyway, so <laughs> so I was looking online. One of the problems with these shops is that when I'm looking online, I don't have an accurate idea of my, sh- you know, what size fits me. Right. Now they do have size charts, but because of how I'm, you know, everyone's body's different. different. Yeah. So I had a size in mind, but I was like, let me just go out there when I when I go out for work. Okay. And I drove into town on a Sunday and tried on the size that I thought. And it was money. Nasty. Okay. Nasty. Gross. I sized up. So you could have gotten these online. I could have gotten them online. It would have been risky, which I would have ended up getting the wrong size and have had to spend like all this time sending and doing all this stuff. Once you get it, it's like you want to wear them. Absolutely. Package them up and send them back. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that's why I held off until I went to to try them on. And it was actually a wise decision because I ended up getting the right size going out there. So that's all that was. So... Doing that, and because that was about an hour, I was out an hour or so outside of LA. Yeah. So that worked out well. Okay. So I drove in on a Sunday, you know, picked them up, headed back to where my hotel, and that was money. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, can I shout out a clothing? Go for it. Brand label movement, whatever. Have you heard of Lululemon? I have. Okay. So um, I had heard of them, mm-hmm. but um, a, a close friend of mine, uh, I was actually playing golf with this guy on Columbus Day, and he took this picture of me. And, you know, he put on his IG or whatever. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, Lululemon is calling him. And they're like, hey, can we get Ronnie? And um, he was like, yeah, yeah, what's up? And, you know, he's like, yeah, we got this golf event. You know, we want local guys. You know, we're going to bring mm-hmm. them in, outfit them, sponsor around the golf. 
you know, feed them. Nice. Oh, nine. And I was like, yeah, dude. Like, where do I sign? Yeah. So, dude, I went there, got sides for everything. Dude, they gave and these clothes are expensive. Much more than I would pay for these types of clothes. Dude, I'm talking like multiple pairs of pants. <laughs> Don't give me really? that. <laughs> I... <laughs> Do you now? Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, Sorry. Pl- well played. Gotcha. Uh, but I'm talking like multiple pairs of pants, shirts. I mean, do underwear, socks. Okay. You know, like they, they decked me out. Okay. And sponsored around the golf. And like, you know, they got their photographer there. He's blowing up their, their IG, all their social media ways. And it's a group of guys, mind you. It's like, I think it's about 10 guys we have. Okay. But um, anyway, shout out to them, man. Because uh, they're just trying to bring awareness to their golf line. Um, so got a free round of golf, ton of free Is it gear. athleisure is what they specialize in or is they specific? Yeah, they specialize in athleisure for sure. But, but th- this particular division they're focusing on was golf. Yeah. They wanted you to be. There's no guy. movement there. This store, this particular store here in Birmingham kind of wanted to show that they're making strides to bring, bring awareness to their golf product. Dope. Brilliant concept. But anyway, I got to shout them out. Um, I'm now a fan of the brand, um, I plan on buying more clothes in the future. So okay, yeah. Anyway, awesome. awesome. So Those are our uh, clothing brand shout outs. <laughs> yeah. So I hit that store up and then came, got back just a few days ago actually. Okay. So um, just in time for a big weekend this yeah. past weekend. Uh, yeah. This was uh, well, Gatcher and I stay in Birmingham. We, we live in Birmingham, Alabama. And one of the bigger weekends of the city is known as the Magic City Classic Weekend. So to help those who are not from the South, who are not familiar with what that is, it's fall season, it's it's college football, you know there's rivalries every week, if not, you know what I mean, schools all over the country. So Texas and Oklahoma, Red River rivalry, right? You have Ohio State, Michigan. Last but not certainly not least is the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama. Well, when it comes to HBCUs, they have the rivalry games, but they're known as classics, right? Right. And this was the 77th. Was it 77th? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Annual Magic City Classic between Alabama A&M and Alabama State. Alabama A&M is in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Alabama State is in our state's capital, Montgomery. So uh, they meet in Birmingham. They and converge play. in Birmingham. There it's you not, go. There's nothing friendly about this meeting. Yeah, this is well. You no, know, this is a rivalry. Like, it's a rivalry. I they go at wouldn't it. even shake hands with A and M at the coin toss. Oh like, really? Yeah, this is real. Did you watch the replay of this game back? No. Who won? Okay. So anyway, like I was, because you was you was going in. I I didn't didn't mean that's to, all I saw. I didn't mean game. to. <laughs> I didn't mean to bust you there, but I was like, dude, do you want to carry this? But no, that's where that's where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it was I think AM AM won 2017. Okay. Um the bands did really good. I thought I thought and I have ties to state. Like my uh, niece goes to state. I don't think I knew this. My sister got her grad uh graduate degree uh from state. Nice. So I have ties there. Okay. Um I think they believe my mom is secretly a bulldog because she had gotten offered a scholarship to A and M. Yeah. Um, but of course she didn't go. Um so my mom, they, they, they think she secretly is a bulldog. Well, I, I can see that. <laughs> I mean. So yeah, it's it's uh it's uh, I thought A and M's band won. 
the okay. halftime show. I this is so funny because I went looking for footage of the ba- of the bands, mm-hmm. and what I saw, I could kind of side with you. I, I don't think I don't think A and M really. I mean, they were okay, but they didn't bring much to. You sway said A and M or State? I said A and M. A and M. Yeah. Okay. Right. I thought A and M edged State. Actually. Oh, oh! I thought you meant you thought states ban edged them. No, I thought A and M. Oh, edged okay. Them. Well, then we disagree. I thought Shocker. I thought A and M. I thought A and M edged them. Now, now here's my here's why I feel like A and M edged them. States ban has always been like like they major on showmanship, right? Right. So that's always there's always going to be this entertainment factor with them, sure. right? With the honeybees, honeybees and that whole thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always going to be showmanship, and and so for that they're going to always be entertaining, right? But I think listening to the different like A and M's band sounded really good. Okay. Um, like the songs they were playing, like it was something every like you could hear people interacting with their, you know what I mean? Uh. So it was just. They, I thought they sounded good. I thought, I just thought they did a good job. Like they played, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they played SWV, right. like different age these are, groups. These are staples with both bands, though. It's yeah, yeah. no, but Earth, no. Wind, and Fire has been well represented on both sides. Sure, but I'm talking about yesterday. Okay. Yesterday, okay. that's what we're talking. About. I just see that as prolonging a tradition. Hey, hey, relax. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> so but no, I, I I enjoyed that. I went out with my family. Um, we had a good time. The weather cooperated, ah, indeed, which was important. But uh, the the Majesty of the Classic was great. People everywhere. This is now the largest classic. This one was the one that I missed. It well, it has been since Hurricane Katrina because you know it used to be right behind the Bayou Classic, which featured Grambling and Southern. Yes, right. So after Hurricane Katrina and, you know, it just kind of messed up the whole thing with New Orleans. And, you know, New Orleans is New Orleans again. Right. But I think what makes this classic bigger is that it's kind of a, it's kind of a hodgepodge of a football rivalry game in which, like you said, two universities and their alumni converge. Right. And a festival. Oh. Right. Yes. So what what's built into that is what's going on on the outside of the classic, where you have vendors everywhere. You got people. You got a stage where people are performing, and you got people tailgating and doing. It's like you have as many people outside as you do inside, if not more. If not more. Right. And so it's just it's taking on a life of its own in that regard. And it's just huge for the city. Um, it's just huge for the city in that regard, man. And so, for a, I just think the classic is just dope. I think it's a fun time, and I've always have enjoyed myself. Now I don't stay around after the game, yeah. Like when they have the concerts or whatever. Right. I, I think no I Gucci think that, this year, huh? No Gucci. Okay. No, I was cool on him. It's sure. just a different. It's just. <laughs> Literally, and it got cold too. Okay. Um, but no, it's it's just a different crowd. Okay. You know, once the game is over, because most people they're ready to go out yeah. to dinner or they're ready to get ready for the nightlife that night for right. you know parties and whatnot. So usually I'm 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 good. Okay. I'm good. If I'm going to church the next day, I'm usually going to get dinner and try to catch see what else is going on in the world of college football and get ready for bed. You know, it's just different. I'm yeah. not out there the whole night. Some people stay out there and continue to party 
because you know they got tents set up. You know they having a good time, right? You know? right. So uh, it's just a fun time, man. But you you weren't able to make it this year, obviously. No, no. And, and I was telling Walker, I'm, I challenged him Friday on and during our production meeting. Um, as as you our listeners know, Walker's a dink. <laughs> Explaining what a dink is. Dink is an acronym for dual income, no kids. So um, my expectation of Walker is, man, uh, I need you to go out and absorb uh, the cultural event that is a classic in some capacity mm-hmm. for the uh, the brothers that can't make it, being myself. Um, and he, he did that, so uh, thank you for that. So I'm kind of no living vicariously through him. But um, no, I didn't get to go. I followed it on social media pretty heavy. Um, I had I had a lot of friends who were involved in the festivities, so uh, just keeping up with their comments on it. Um, literally, like living the classic on the sidelines. But mm-hmm. I, I I love the <clears throat> cultural impact of the classic because let's just be honest, um, it's not even about the game, you know. No, <laughs> it's it's about so much more. And I just, I love seeing how the state fans and the A and M fans kind of go at go at it and. Um, it's all in fun, which is good. So um, really good for the city. This has been an event that um, I, I participate in as a, as a young person, um, you know, as I grew doing the parade and mm-hmm. everything. And I just, it, it's just such a great time. It's a great time for the city. So, and um, on, a, on, a, on another tip, um, in continuing with the classic thing, I have I have deemed for the for the people that aren't married I have deemed classic or at least the end of the classic or today as the official start of cuffing season. <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, I, I'm starting that's that. Funny. I'm going to promote that, and uh, we'll just see where that goes. But because you know, I mean, usually the classic is it's either cold or starting to get cold, and so um, you know you want to go out and kick it and enjoy yourself, classic weekend. But after that, you know, it's time to like. Grab your little piece to get you through the season and do whatever. So. Right. That's so <laughs> Not funny. that I endorse that, but we know cuffing season is a cultural term. So um, for uh, Birmingham, that's the official kickoff. It kicks off today, actually. So. <laughs> I thought it already started. but no, I don't know. In Birmingham, it starts with the conclusion of the classic. So, dude, I've 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 heard people break down cuffing season like a science. Yeah, same here. Oh, dude. <laughs> It's hilarious to hear because there is a drafting period, right? There is, yes, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, it's almost kind of like combine-ish, like you're scouting towards the end of the summer. Right. You know what I mean? You got a draft board yeah. up in September, October. You're choosing, this, yeah. yeah, and then you, yeah, right. gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. So yeah, um, so many rules. <laughs> Good man, I'm glad you got a chance to get out and uh, explore some of that, dude. And, and I'm explain to me this evol because we, we got to talk about Gat. Okay, this evolution of yours because when I met Gat years ago, when we were working together, Gat was kind of anti yeah. a bit, and you know, you know how you just you can be wrong about certain people, um, <laughs> just coming along in life. Like I was like, I don't know about this guy Gat. Like he's great to talk. You know, uh, Alabama Auburn football with, but uh, you know, sometimes you just don't know about this guy. And Walker, it's like I told you, man. And, and just for the listeners, I, I'll break it down uh, again. Um, from I guess from what I can, as far back as I can remember, to six years old, I, I remember the classic was just part of something my family did. Uh huh. Because um, you know we're close family friends with uh, some Alabama State grads. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it was a time that we knew we were going to see them, and they come in town, and they kind of just crash at our place, and we just 
immerse herself in class. And I loved it. Right. Um, but then, I mean, it, it just got to a point, I guess, um, it got a little overexposed for me. And I was like, it, it's just a classic again. So that, that was around the time you and I, you know, started to talk more. And um, I guess now it's coming full circle because I have a greater appreciation of the cultural importance of the classic. And, um, you know, I, I'm a fan of Birmingham. Let's just be honest. Okay. And uh, I believe in Birmingham. Okay. And I just think the classic is one of those things that that needs to be celebrated, you know. What helped you change? Like, what what was a turning... <laughs> the tipping point. The tipping point. Um, <laughs> seems like we have that every recording. I mean, it's, I, have to, I have to be honest, Walker. This podcast was a big part of that. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's helped me embrace my culture a lot more than I did before we started recording. Okay. So, um, just, just, and I could, I could think back to Thursday night in particular, as I'm scrolling through IG, it's like, man, I, I need to, I need to be like in the mix, you know, okay. just, just not, not doing anything like ratchet or anything, but just like co-mingling with other black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just right. having a good time in a positive setting. And I miss that. You know, yeah, and and that's that's all my memory of the classic has ever been. Yeah. Like I usually am, I usually can, I get very defensive against people who don't participate in the classic, right. but point out the negative in it. Uh, you know what I mean? And that was me at one point. Yeah, like yeah. I, I I don't appreciate that because a lot of the things that people point out, I don't think I've ever been exposed to. Uh, because you got to think. You got more sensible people going to the game and going to the parades Overall, and going, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. People who are tailgate, like most of those people, like they got jobs. They got, yeah. you know what I mean? They got responsibilities. They pay their money to have a good time and they're going to protect their investment at all costs. Absolutely. So as long as you're around the right groups of people and doing the right things, you're good. It's right. a great time. You know what I mean? And so... Yeah, there are there's our there's foolery, but that's going to come in numbers, right? <laughs> right? right. So uh, I just think that for what you've begun to appreciate about the classic, for me, it was always there. It was always there, okay. and so I just I've always enjoyed just being around like minded people. There you go. If that makes sense, yeah. and it's just it's just always a great time, and it's one of those things to where if I'm not there, I'm in my mind like. Like I know, I know, like I'm me. missing out. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it's it's just great, man. Especially if the weather uh, cooperates, it's a great it's time. Good weather. This yeah, man. man. So the weather, and it was a little iffy. I was concerned even back when I was in Cali. I was talking to my pop, like, "Hey, what's the weather doing there?" And right. Rainy and cold, and I'm like, "Oh." But, but even wet classics are still. I don't. They're go still memorable. Me. Yeah, no, but I don't go. but they're still. No, I don't go. But they're still important. They are. Yeah. They are. I'm not saying that they're not. And, it's and just you still it, have a, a large amount of people just yeah. bearing the elements and just ponchoed up, but still enjoying it. So back in the day, like people used to rock like suits and, and there was actually two guys I saw. Like one one dude had a, I think it was a magenta suit, and I counted Gat. I counted. Now, I think he may have had more than more than this number. Yeah. I'm just telling you how many I saw without staring, right? I counted six buttons on his suit. No. Oh, the suit. That's that you know. It was like one of those Morpheus Neo-type yeah. joints where it's like coming down to your knee. 
Yeah, it's not, man. A, it's not a game anymore. Oh man, guy. no. And, 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 and him and his buddy, his buddy had on a white suit. They sitting there talking. They ain't talking about nothing. Right. They just posted up. There you go. They was like, "You're going to see this. Right. You don't see nothing else. You thought I you got came this just for classic. Listen, you thought you came to see a game. Right. This ain't a game. Yeah. But you're going to see this. So yeah, I saw. I mean, you, it's funny. To, it's a great opportunity to people watch. Yes. And see people who. It's so funny to watch people try to be seen. That's, people watching is perhaps maybe the best aspect of the classic Absolutely. because you get to see who want, who needs attention <laughs> and who doesn't care about it. Who wants to be cuffed? <laughs> Who's hoping they get chose? Right, right. And you know what I mean? So it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's just fun. So I, I had a great time, man. Yeah, I had a great time. I think it was a success this year. Uh, yeah, man. So moving on from that, uh, what else you got on the docket, man? I think you wanted to talk about uh, something in Georgia. Yeah, I wanted to uh, shine some light on this. Use it or lose it, or as uh, the social outlets are calling it, voter purge. So go ahead. Um, you're going to have to carry this conversation a lot. I okay. looked into it a little bit, but I think... I know you felt really strongly about it. Absolutely, right? man. So yeah. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna nutshell it, um, but essentially, the state of Georgia, and from from what I've researched since then, um, there are about seven other states that do this. It's just Georgia's getting getting the attention right now. But um, there's a deal in Georgia that once you register to vote and you are granted, or I guess your your registration's approved, and you're like signed and sealed voter in the state of Georgia, if you elect to not vote at an X amount, X amount of elections, your, your voting rights are revoked. Okay. Indefinitely. Until you go through the, the, the process of, I guess, re, not reenacting, but um, re-registering, if you will. So um, I think the count was at, at 107,000. Mm-hmm. Last I checked, uh, people that who for you know did not commit any felony, but who should be should have their right to vote, mm-hmm. um, will not be able to participate in the midterm elections. So, uh, as you know, well, as you, I, I think you do know this, but there there is a, a gubernatorial race in the state of Georgia between uh, Stacey Abrams and yes. Brian Kemp, right? Yes. So. Yes. Um, Stacey Abrams has been very vocal about this and um, not maybe not her directly, but some people that follow her are starting to think that this this small or what's what should be seemingly small issue has been magnified and I guess ignited more so by Kemp looking for targets of people to revoke their right to vote. Just so it could, you know, votes can swing his way more so. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the midst of everything that goes on in a, in a political race between candidates, you know, the mudslinging like we talked about before, you've got this issue. So, um, so that that's that's everything in a nutshell. I'm gonna give you my thoughts on it if I can. Go for it. Um, I I don't like it. You know, I, I I've never heard of any. I, I've never heard of any anything. Stating that outside of you committing a felony, you 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 lose your right to vote. Like once you once you gain that right, even though I don't I'm not a I'm not for it. It's up to you if you want to vote or not. 
Mm-hmm. But if you decide to sit sit one election out because you may not be educated about the candidates or for whatever reason you just don't want to vote, I don't think that's enough to say, well, you know what, we're gonna pull we're gonna pull your rights away, mm-hmm. not for voting, right? So uh, it's it's a it's a situation. Isn't that a violation of? It's, go ahead. <laughs> of it's out of the Fourteenth or Fifteenth Amendment, right? Right. Yeah. So it, there's my point, Walker. There's no use it or lose it. It's you get it. And don't and freaking kill anybody. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it like that, but, you so know. That's a great name. Because <laughs> it's Cause, true. Because I'm not going to, because I'd be hypocritical if I were to say, since I since I was uh, granted, not granted access, since I had voter rights, if you will, right. that I've participated in every election. I haven't. Okay. I've missed a few. Okay. Right? Especially closer to when I was 18. Sure. So, um, just because, you know, there's only one election I was really concerned about at that time. So, right. I, I missed a lot of them. Right. And you right. going to take my rights away? No. Right. No. So, um, man, I, <laughs> I don't live in Georgia, but I'm right with Stacey Abrams on this one. Like, she, I, I feel like from what I've researched, she's not really going at Kemp directly on this. Like, kind of like her camp is. Mm-hmm. But I would kind of encourage her to, like... Be if, more vocal. Yeah, if Kim is doing some foul stuff under the table that you may, you know, have some intel on, you know, call him out on it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, because it's it's petty, is what it is, man. It it really is because honestly, and I hate to go Democratic Republican, but <laughs> if anybody's going to sit out of election, it's more likely to be Democrats. Right. So, so if you have to the tune of 107,000 people who are not going to vote. I would I would be very interested to see how many of those are registered uh, Democrats, which plays into Kemp's favor. Right. So, and I know you and I have our differences on on you know the importance of voting and you know knowing knowing where you know where to position your votes and such. That's fine. But I think one thing you and I can agree on is you and I both earn the right to vote. Sure. And. Find it under the any amendment you want to. You can't just take it away because in somewhat of a free country I decide, well, I'm gonna sit out these two elections. No. Right. I can't I can't stand it, man. It, it makes me ill. Well, yeah, I mean you it's it's and and I think I agree with that's why I agree with your sentiment and what Stacey Abrams should be more vocal about because he is actually violating people's constitutional rights. Right. And doing that. Um so there's there's no there's nowhere in the Constitution that says that you lose your right to vote because you sit out of an election. So, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. That needs, like, if this person is willing to violate, is that unethical where they're willing to violate people's constitutional rights for personal gain? Is that someone that we really want to put oh. in, in office and give them that kind of power? Right. I don't think so. No. You know what I mean? Me. You know what I mean? So you, you want someone who's not going to step on other people to get to where they're trying to go. And, and, and Walker, if I could relate some of this to a more localized issue, mm-hmm. um, you know, specifically in the Black Belt region of Alabama, mm-hmm. which for those who aren't familiar, um, I, I consider it what the southeast corner of the state. Sure. Maybe, you know, it's, it's more like south, southeast. Okay. But, um, there's been voter fraud that's been that's been publicized mm-hmm. going on in, in this area just because you've got uh, you know impoverished people, low educated, mm-hmm. and there have been tactics 
that yeah. have been put out in this area yeah. that have robbed a lot of people of their right to vote. Now, they're not stripping them of their rights, but I think there's a lot of mental uh, reconditioning going on. And whether it's taking away a, a voting location or not informing people of where the new voting locations are, I, I think it's I think people in power in this state are doing a huge disservice to those who have earned their right to vote. So I, I take I take a little of my anger and resentment to that mm-hmm. and I look over at Georgia and I'm like, nah, this is even worse than that. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm 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 really emotional about this, mm-hmm. um, just because I believe in the power of voting, and um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just venting about it, but I felt it was good to bring on the podcast because it's something I hadn't heard of before last week, right? And I thought it was like some kind of hoax thing. I was like, no, no, no. You, you get your right to vote. There are reasons you can lose it, but if you're just sitting on your couch, you don't lose it. <laughs> you know. So, right. Right. Anyway, I sound like a broken record, but. And I think my thing is it's 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 a right. Like you can withhold your vote, you can choose to vote. I yeah. mean, there there there've been great men and women, or the, there's a there's people who I look back on who are praised for being great individuals, didn't vote at certain yeah. times. You know, they withheld their vote because right. of what they believed in. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just I just think it, it it says a lot about a person's character who's willing to do that just so they can position themselves for in a better favorable position to win an election. So it's terrible. Man. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I don't I don't have a too much to add to that, but I and I agree with. You. I don't even know if I if I had much to add either. I just again I just want to vent about it because again it just makes me ill. Well, and. and Walker, I'm going to say this, and I know you're going to let me have it on this, but this is part of your argument, I believe, when assessing politics as a whole. Okay. You know, so you, you're you really big on, like, have a plan, know who you're voting for, don't, don't just cast blind ballots. Like, let's let's group up, have a, have a group agenda, and mm-hmm. let's actually go for something. But when you have tactics like this going on, mm-hmm. you know, I, it makes me see your point a little bit more. Like, what would make me want to vote when I when when I see stuff like this going on? Sure. So sure. To to that point, I do agree with you. Gotcha. So I'll just say that. And you, yeah. you can roast me on that later. No. Well, well I guess. And it's funny that you bring that up because I kind of wanted to talk about this before we had the election that comes up on was it November sixth? Yes. I think. So. I want to make it clear. I'm not against voting. I'm a registered. You're not against rap. <laughs> I know, right? We are against those votes. Um, no, it's it's. I'm not against. I'm mean, I'm a registered voter. I think we talked about jury duty yeah. several podcasts ago, and I was like, dude, I've been summoned three times. The right. only way you can do that is if I'm a registered voter, Absolutely. right? Right. So I've I'm a registered voter, and I vote. I am very. Um, I participate. I just think what's frustrating to me is that I am seeing other groups of people advance in ways our community isn't. And I'm challenging the notion that voting is the end all be all mm. in terms as is terms of resolving issues for us as a people. Right. I challenge that. Okay. You know what I mean? And if if we really do believe the definition of insanity then what we're doing is insane. Because if we showed up in record numbers back in 2008 and voted, 
a black man as president into office and as a community we can't point out tangible benefits that have benefited us and you're going to tell me to come back and do the same thing every year after that then how if, if our best shot was 10 years ago when we voted in a black president right right and 98% of black people who voted voted for him right <laughs> You know what I mean? It, yeah. To me, that's your, your something. Your question is, why can't this be replicated at a local level? Why? Can, well, here's my question: What's the disconnect if we still feel like we're not getting what we need as a community, right? In in order of protection from police, in order of opportunities for businesses and small businesses for our community, education. If we still have the same theme of issues and black people have already, it's not like we don't vote. We have voted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So my whole point is there has to be more to the solution than just voting. I'm not saying don't vote, but we got to be doing more than just showing up to the polls. Right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's got to be more to it than that. It's had to be a bit more nuanced than vote or die. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. Right. I, I, and I and I listen. I think my thing is this: let's organize ourselves as a community. We got to organize. Yeah. We need to be more organized as a community. What I mean, but what do I mean when I say organize? I mean that you and I, Gatry, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm done saying what we need to do. I'm just going to start starts, being it. It starts here, yeah. We need to, I know we're both professionals in our own right. Right. I'm an IT professional. You're in the? Marketing field. Okay. Um, even though that's great, right? <laughs> it pays the bills, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you and I should start our own businesses. Yeah. We need to find out what it is we need to be doing and I need to be patronizing your business. You patronize my business. Absolutely. We encourage our friends who have some dreams and goals of their own to start their own businesses, and we will support them. Right? Right. They'll, we will be their first customer. We'll help them out. And now our money, instead of going outside of our community, are we're keeping our money in our own communities by supporting our businesses. Sure. To where we start to build industry. We don't have industries. Within our community, we just have, you know, mom and pop operations, right? right? For the most part, right? Right. But when we start building industries, then we can go to politicians, put our money together, and get some stuff done. Now, we scoff at the notion that politicians are bought, right? That's the reality. But my thing is, that's the playbook. As sad as that is, that's the playbook. Right. I really feel like if we can go to politicians and we got money, we see that you're running for office. Here's what we want as a community. Here's what we want allocated to our schools to educate our kids. We need these programs for our kids. Here's what we're going to do. Are you going to see to it that it's done? Can you do this for us? Right? right. Here's what we need for to help for some of our people starting small businesses in our communities. We need these type of tax breaks for these people. Right. Right. Can you do this for us? Oh, you can. Oh, well, here's a here's a fifty thousand dollars, and what 
ten thousand votes. Right. You got any signs? Are you are you are you familiar with the term quid pro quo? Yes. Okay. That's all. That's the definition of politics. It's a favor for a favor. You do something for me, I do something for you. We put you in office, you do something for our community. My frustration with the whole voting is you're telling me to vote, but what do I get in return? Can I articulate what I'm getting in return? We can't do that. I ask every time we talk about voting, and you have yet to find an answer for me, Gatry. That's a problem, dude. That's a problem. I'm going to have an answer for you. Find one, please. I, I will. Find one. Because my thing is, again, now we can you now we can go vote once we've done some things. You look at the Asian community. You look at these other communities that are getting stuff done. They're starting their own businesses. True. They're going to buy these pol- like they're leasing these politicians. They got them for rent. I got. I have a story. There's a story. I, I can't remember names, but there was an um, Asian officer. I don't know if it's a judge, a black judge, or prosecutor. Maybe a prosecutor. And there was an Asian cop who killed a black man. Um, I forget where it was. And the Asian guy was in trouble about it. Do you know some members of the Asian community basically paid off this prosecutor? And Man, the prosecutor, prosecutor was black. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get. I don't have names, but I do remember this story. It happened a year or two ago. Are you serious right now? That's what I'm telling you, bro. Like these people that we put in positions are leased and rented. That's how politics work. I feel like as black people get. We're playing football with an outdated playbook. Like, we line up in the wishbone, and we're trying to figure out. We line up in the wishbone, and we're trying to figure out how come we're not moving the chains. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh. What? Find another example. Georgia Tech beat Virginia Tech on Thursday. They threw one pass. Okay. They're about to play Georgia in a few weeks. I'm just telling you. It's going to be a bloodbath. You need another. I see what you're saying, but you need a better example. My whole point is where we have an old playbook. Okay. It needs to be updated. Gotcha. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Let's update the playbook. Okay. That's all. Hey, you can still run a little option here, but I'm going to need you to have more receivers outlined wide. Right. Spread the defense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Throw over the defense sometimes. <laughs> Short intermediate throws. That's all I'm saying. We need more in our arsenal than just voting. If that's all, if that's all we got, ugh. <laughs> I do not like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, so, you, and you're right, Walker. I hate to admit that you're right, but you are. That's that's all. I I, I think that's great. We got the woke vote. It's <sighs> cute. So, so we got to have a slogan every year. This is the woke vote year, I guess. It was voter die in 2004. Shout out to P. Diddy. Yeah. You know, it's, no it's, yes, yes, we can. Yeah, they did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it, dude. 
We voted in a black president, and we showed up and showed out well, at the polls. I, no, and Walter. they declared it. It, I, I it want, became. I go here, they started hunting it. black people. You said it a second time. And they start you're, hunting you're, black you're, you're, you're people. Make me go there. Okay, we as the African American community did not put Obama in office. We did not because if it was just us, he would have never been elected. And without us, it would have been iffy. It was a group effort, uh, I but just, black. I, I, I but, don't think black people were the difference. But we voted. Yeah, we did. See, see the the issue is black people. We need to vote. That's what I'm dealing with, Gatry. Right. Don't sidetrack. I'm saying the issues and frustrations we have with each other is that y'all need to go vote. <laughs> well, we did that. You couldn't complain about us not voting during those during those two elections, right? Right. We showed up. But we was lo- proud. But locally, nothing changed is what you're saying. Locally, nothing changed, nor did we ever have a plan. The, the infrastructure that I laid out, once you're able to, once you have a community where you're funded, we have each other's backs. See, that's why I say you start a business and I support you. I got your back. Right. Right? right. You support my business. We got each other's backs. And I'm not competing with you. Right. Right. Right? In, in that comes this thing where we're dealing with some of the issues that we have as a community. Because it's difficult for me to be proud and happy for you genuinely if I'm secretly competing with you. True. Right? Right. But if we have a community where whatever you're doing, bro, let me know. I'm going to be there to support you. And vice versa, you begin to foster a sense of true community. Right. Right? So my whole thing is that when you get to this point where we got, we're starting to build wealth. In our communities, you're preaching the four 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 mentality. Okay, I, I get it. You're you're not gonna drink Grey Goose when P Diddy has to rock. I I understand that. And then these politicians, these judges, like it it, tr- it's a, it trickles all it spills over into politics at that point. Because think about it. You look at all these corporations who are in bed with politicians. Oh yeah. Look at it. Oh yeah. All these. P- Think about it, man. Like you hear all these these corporations and people who support President Trump. Why are they doing that? Are they doing that because they really want America to be great again? Or do they have certain interests? This is continuity. There you go. There you go. Quid pro quo. You do something for me, President Trump, we need you to do, we'll we'll do something for you. Right? Right? Yeah. That's politics. That is that in a nutshell is how politics okay. work. Okay. It begins to affect law enforcement. It begins to trickle down into all these areas. Cause all these people are in bed with each other from a business standpoint. True. They're in these highfalutin events rubbing shoulders and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So if we get enough influence to where he be like, hey, you need you talking to the police chief. You talking to the mayor? Hey, we need you to tell your uh, officers to chill, or else you you can forget about this business deal over on the side. Mm, yeah. All right. The next day, uh, police chief, <laughs> can I talk to you for a minute? You know what I mean? Like right. we put this stuff to bed. 
to me. We start to put this stuff to bed if we begin to build our it's, own infrastructure. It's fiscally driven in your in your standpoint. Man, I can't. I can't. Money say, makes the world go all the way around. I, I can't say I disagree. I don't like that, but I don't. It's I don't not. It's not right. But it's. A, you may not like the shotgun. <laughs> you may not like the spread offense, and you didn't like it for a while. No. But you saw. You saw it starting to win some games and. <laughs> Hey, it's not come so on, bad. Tua. <laughs> you see what I mean? Uh, what's what? Do we care about winning, or do we care about how we win? As long as that's we're playing with the rules of the, that's, of the that's game. Good, yeah, that's a good point. What What's more important here that we get the dub? So that's all I'm saying. Like, I, we we just have to reevaluate our approach. We're we're practicing insanity. We're practicing it. All I'm saying, man. Okay. And I just hope the people, even in Florida, I mean, we're going to get into Florida, Georgia. I hope we're asking this lady some important questions. Yeah. I hope that we're having real discussions with this lady. But, but, but Walker. I hope we're Walker, doing that. Even, even considering your thoughts, you still wouldn't be cool if someone just snatched your right to vote. No. Okay. No, 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 no. I agree with you there. Because after hearing that, it's just like if we're if we're chasing insanity or if we're in the midst of insanity, if it comes to you and they and somebody just takes your right to right to vote away, you're just gonna be like, yeah, okay, at least I'm. I'm not saying that. Okay, that, that that's how I'm that. starting to take that. Thank you for clarifying. I'm not saying that. Okay. No, no, no. Again, as a registered voter, I feel that voting is not the end-all, be-all to solve the black community's problems. But... Like we project it to be. But it's a key contributor. It's a key component. Okay. It's a component. you even have to... Once you do generate uh, fiscal or or monetary success, you still leverage your voting power... Sure. ...when you're dealing with... Sure. Okay. You You better supplement it, though, with some dollars... And that's why I said once you've achieved the the fiscal stability. Absolutely. Okay. But voting in and of itself. Without the financial prowess is chasing insanity in your opinion. We basically reduced the playing defense. I'm voting in the least racist per candidate. And I've said that before too. That's true. But defense scores points too. And defense wins championships. Uh, not in and of itself. Okay. Don't tell Defense. the 2,000 Ravens that. The 2,000 Ravens had an offense that scored points. Oh, really? Yeah. It's Trent Dilfer. Yeah. Absolutely. Walker, get out of here, dude. You don't want to do this. What do you mean? The Ravens had an offense? Yeah. They had an offensive team. They had guys who played position on offense, and they ran offensive plays, and they had to score points. And did they score points on offense? Not a lot, but they scored enough. Thank you. My whole point is just having a team full of defensive players isn't going to win you the game. That's what the Ravens had. They the won the best Super you're Bowl. going to do is have a 0-0 game. You or gotta have or a 6-3 to three win like the Ravens had a lot of ugly wins that year. You're sidebarring me again. I'm not. Yeah, I'm are. telling you defensive teams can win. I'm saying strictly defense. We don't even have an offense, Gatry. Stay with my analogy. We don't, I don't have. Like, I don't like to agree with you on this because it's such a delicate topic. <laughs> Come on, Gat. I I understand. Come on, Gat. I understand, Walker. Okay, let me ask you this question. 
You're going to go vote, right? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go vote. (laughs) Where are the cameras? (laughs) I'm going to go vote, right? But isn't there a part of you that's like, is this really going to work out? (laughs) And, And that's why I'm not the best person to ask. You see what I mean? Like I'm not the best person I have. Haven't you ever felt jaded in terms of like going to the polls and voting? I have. I, and I'm just being honest. I actually, I really have. Doug Jones, I felt like Yes. Right. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, dude, there's got to be more okay. for us than just doing like we're getting <laughs> these people in office right. and I just feel like we they forget about us. Right. Right? right. That's all I'm saying. Like we can't like my thing is when people say I'm not voting I don't get mad I just start asking questions now if you can articulate why you don't vote I can respect you I ain't gotta agree or like the fact that you don't vote but I can respect that you know why you don't vote sure right now if you say stupid stuff you know what I mean you know what I mean so it's, 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 it's a difference but my thing is this dude like if you've ever felt jaded if you ever felt discouraged, if you ever felt like this isn't getting us anywhere, you're probably right. Okay. And I'm not saying give up on the system. I'm just saying, why don't you try something different? Different. But I'm still encouraging you to try. That's the thing. I'm not saying don't try and be sitting ducks. Okay. That's all. Anyway, we, 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 we got we got deep off into that. Um, Did I mention I don't like you as an individual? Love you too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Translation. I, I, I'm just going to sidebar temporarily. Okay. I, I, I love this. Okay. Because we can have a difference of opinion, give each other the space to express themselves, mm-hmm. and still be cool about it. Yeah. We, we, need, we need more of this. Not just from a community standpoint, but from a humanity standpoint. Sure. Anyway, sure. what else you got, Walker? Um, let's 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 segue into uh, before we get to our shout outs and, and POWs. Let's 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 get to the segment things white people ask Gatry. Ah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny you bring that up, Walker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so so I'm at work again because you know I'm a guy that that works. You know. I don't know what that that's means. Good. That's good to know. Right. No, um, and I happened to be in the car with a gentleman. We were actually headed to the post office. Okay. Um, there was some business to handle, whatever. Uh, so he tells, he starts explaining to me why he felt like we need to go to the post office on a certain day. And so I was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Because he said, you know, at first he said in short, you know, some days the post office can be crazy. Some days there's no one there. You know, there's no one there or whatever. And so he, they, he we, we get off that, or at least, I, at least so I thought, and he comes back to it. And okay. he says, here's what I mean. And it's so random. He said, the first and the 15th, I'm not going to the post office because I know it's going to be crazy. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well. <clears throat> I don't know anything about the post office, but I, I don't go to the post office, Walker. I don't. Sure. So he says, because you see, I grew up in rural Alabama around a lot of black people. 
So I know about the 1st and the 15th at the post office. Three years ago, Ronnie, rolls off the shoulder. Current Ronnie, oh, <laughs> yellow flag. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> and I've, I've forgotten everything. Like, my awareness is... Come again? <laughs> yeah. My awareness is like, like I'm, I'm in this man's vehicle. It's just he and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm abandoning the fact that this dude could just kick me out, you know, downtown Birmingham and whatever. Thank God for cell phones. But it's like, uh, what... I, I need you to explain that. I don't, I don't understand that. And he's like, well, you know, black people go to the, go to the post office on, on the 1st and 15th to cash in their government checks. He said, and I can say that because I grew up around a lot of black people. I said, but I said, okay, but it's only black people, right? And he's like, and he stopped. So, cause he knew, he knew at this point, oh crap, I just put my foot in my mouth. <clears throat> And I was like, Ugh. so nope, no one else. No one else is getting any, any level of government assistance that would cause them to go, go to the post office mm. on the 1st and the 15th. Statistically more. Than yes, that. man. Gotcha. Huge Trump guy, by the way. Um, well, well, no, Ronnie, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it that way. It's just I grew up in rural Alabama, and you know, we, we grew up on a farm. And I'm letting him finish. Like, okay, he's going to connect this because this is just an error. I still believe in the greater good of people. Um, and he, he keeps talking about the farm. And I'm like, sir, I'm, I'm still lost. And so I said, let me ask you this. If I were to go to the downtown post office on the 15th of October, which would have been retrospect at that time, but um, you're telling me I'm going to walk in. There's going to be a lot of people. So the business we have to tend to it's probably going to take longer than it should. Because mm-hmm. we, we have, a, we, we mail a lot. So we have agreements with the post office. We have accounts. There's business that has to be. Okay. So, um, so there's, so there's going to be a lot of people there. He's like, yeah, yeah. I've done this job for you know five, six years. And times that I've had to go around the 15th, it's been hectic. I was like, cool. There's a lot of people there. I was like, but you're telling me that I'm only going to see black people. And the black people I see there are going to be expunging some level of government assistance. And he said, no, he said, he said Man, I, think, I think you misunderstood what I said. He said, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, you misunderstood. I misunderstood. So now, now I. Now. Oh. So I said, help me to understand. And he said, well, um, well, white people do go too. He said, but it's just, it just seems like there's more black people. And I said, okay. I was like, can I, can I share something with you? And he said, yeah. And he asked me if he was in hot water. <laughs> And I said, no. I said, we're having a constructive conversation here. There you go. I said, I'm not here to put anybody in hot water. I was like, I heard something. Something went off. I want to have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, if, if you don't feel like having a discussion, I said, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I said, do you think assessing the welfare system of the United States on an aggregate level from state one to state 50, do you really think there are more black people Getting welfare, the Caucasian people. And I sat there. <laughs> he didn't answer Walker. <laughs> and I said, I said, I said, now, you, the, the, the optics of which you grew up, 
around black people. If you you know if you you did, I, I have no reason to believe you didn't. You may have you may have seen a lot of black people flooding the post office around these dates to you know to get their government assistance or whatever. And you may even see it now in downtown Birmingham. I said, but to me, I think it's unfair for you to localize that one tactic to black people and only black people. Right. And I said, as a black man, it offends me. And I said, I'm not asking you to change anything you're doing. I'm letting you know how I feel. Just how you let me know how you feel. And I said, I don't want this to cause friction. We're two grown men who have a disagreement, kind of like I just talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you my side. You gave me yours. We can shake hands. We can walk away about it. You know what happened after that, Walker? So, what's the, what's the line on Georgia, Florida this weekend? Awkwardness. Huh? Awkwardness. Yikes. What you got, Walker? What I have? I got popcorn. <laughs> this popcorn is delicious. <laughs> you should have been eating it as I told that story. <laughs> yeah. I Walker, I couldn't believe it, dude. Like, inside I was outraged, but I, I can't really give him all that. But, um... First and 15th. Just us, man. No one else. Do you think if you told him he was in hot water, he would have shut down? Um, potentially. I would have been lying to him. Because he wasn't in hot water. Like, I meant what I said. It's a disagreement. And I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I can't tell this man what he saw growing up. And I can't... I can't dictate how that shaped his opinion of that. Right? Mm-hmm. But what I can do... <laughs> is... Cue him into the facts because had he said everything else Mm -hmm. outside of black people go to the post office on the 1st and 15th, I don't know if we would have had a disagreement. That was the tipping point in that conversation. Conversation, excuse me. Right? Your body language even changed as as I got to that point. I think he saw where it was going, but. No, he, he actually just. He just said it. And so, and this is what I talk to you about from time to time, Walker. Wow. I, I think I think my presence can be a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. Because I think I'm so welcoming that, that people can be brutally honest. It's a gift, man. Well, it's a gift. And 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 I pray over that, Walker. And I'm like, Lord, help me to manage it. So that people can continue. Yeah. Okay. Because if you look at the situation as totality, it's good that he was comfortable enough to say that. He's not going to say that to you. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> you have no comment. This is shocking. Um, that, actually, mm, that actually segues into um, another. No. <laughs> okay. That, that's, uh, wow. Um, yeah, let's, let's, you ready for shout outs? Let's go. <laughs> Walker that wants no part of that, which is fine. <laughs> I'm going to actually talk about that more when I get into my POW. Okay. Player of the week. All right. Um, um so you, you want to start with the shout outs? Mine's really light. Mine's light too. 
Okay. This is going to be fast. Mine is too. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll go You want to flip a coin or what? <laughs> uh, I'm the away team. Okay. I, I call it. Gotcha. No, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm just going to shout out Andrew Gillum. AG. Who is running for governor in the state of Florida. Um, nothing major. I just think that I am... I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I am so proud of how he has presented himself, mm. how he's handled himself, mm. and the fact that he is actually leading in polls. Mm. Um, yeah. I am in the state of Florida. That's the context of it all in Florida, right? Now, I, again, I don't know how this is going to turn out. But they liking them some Andrew Gilly. There's nothing wrong with that. A Gilly. A <laughs> G. So um, they have had two debates, and he's been giving Ron DeSantis that work. <laughs> he's been giving him that work, Mr. Monkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I'm. I just want to shout him out because there's been no scandal with him. Which is, which and is I'm pretty sure noble. Ron has been trying to d- do some dig up some stuff on him. Right. Uh, there's no scandal with him, and he's just been class personified. And uh, I really wish now I really wish I could vote for him. But you know, for those people that I do know in Florida, I'm like, dude, get registered and, and vote for this guy. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. like I like him. Okay, I like him a lot. So uh, yeah, he's my shout out. Gotcha. Um, great shout out, by the way. Absolutely. I don't think that's light either. I think that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm going to go cross-cultural culture here. I cannot speak today. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going back to college football. Because that's where my shout out resides. On yesterday, uh, the Pennsylvania State University was victorious over Iowa. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Starting quarterback for Penn State. Trace McSorley suffered an injury during this game uh, to the tune of going to the locker room, getting checked out, eventually coming back and leading the Nittany Lions to victory. You're on James Franklin coaching. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was, it, was, um, it was during or shortly after this injury from Trace McSorley, the quarterback, which got to my – tugged at my heartstrings. You – you know, Walker, I'm a big proponent of impactful and, and effective fatherhood, right? Sure. I'm trying to be more outspoken on that. Um, but anyway, there was a prime example of this yesterday, and I'll, I'll be honest, it brought me to tears. So, uh, Trace McSor- McSorley is coming back from being diagnosed with some minor injury, something he, he didn't think he could play through. So he, he's back on the sideline, getting ready to go back in. And he sees his sister. And his sister comes up to him, tells her she, tells him she loves him, blah, blah, blah. So as, as he's about to go back, his dad comes down there. Mm-hmm. He reaches up. He leans over the rail. And from the TV standpoint, you can see the dad emphatically telling his son something. Right? Mm-hmm. From the optics, it's like, you better get out there and throw this ball around. Right? Mm-hmm. But it was more than that. Tracy McSorley, after the game... He shared the details of what his dad said. And in short, his dad told him that he loved him, that he believed in him, 
and that he was a conqueror, mm-hmm. right? Trace McSorley can't even finish the interview without choking up and getting emotional. Mm-hmm. So he then goes on to talk about how his dad is his rock, and through thick and thin, his dad has always believed in him. Mm-hmm. He acknowledged a lot of the mess-ups he's had as he's matured. He also acknowledged how his father never wavered in being there for him. Did I say that right? Sure. Okay. So, um, I don't know. See, seeing, seeing a college-age man just express his love for his dad like this, it got to me. So, um, Mitch McSorley? You're my shout out, man. Um, I love that. And, and again, this is this is what this is what what I want my sons to say about me one day. Gotcha. So, um, Mitch, I'm watching you. I'm loving what you're doing so far. Thank you. Shout out. Cool. Dope. Excuse um, me, Rick McSorley. Rick, you said Mitch. Forgive me, Rick. That'll work. Okay. Um, I went first with the uh, shout out, so you, I'm going last. Um, can we rename this segment? What? Uh, it, we, we name it Player of the Week, right? Yeah. Can we name it Player of the Century? Oh. Like that? Sure. It, my Player of the Week, I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> okay. You don't like him? It's very rare I, you say that. Yeah, I don't like him. You don't. You usually don't use that expression too lightly. You can love people, but you don't have to like them, Walker. I'm just gonna go ahead and just put it out there. The man by the name of Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Alabama. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, I don't even know what he calls himself. Uh, but he's he's kind of he calling himself black. He definitely does not do that. He doesn't? No. No. Okay. Um, he's not a motivational speaker. He's got, I guess he's kind of a political influencer. And he leans heavy to the right. And I mean heavy walker. Yeah. So, that's all the background I'm going to give on this on this guy. But, early this week... He had some comments about black people. He he says that white America's fear or concern from the presence of black people is only because of what we as black people have done to ourselves. The image of, a, a, of us, especially as black men, being hostile figures, um, untamable is another term he used, uh, bleeds over into white America because he believes that that's how black men such as you and myself treat each other. So he goes on to blame black America for our own issues concerning our self-perception or, the per- or how white America perceives us. Mm. So he, he he says, and I'm paraphrasing some of this, but I want to I want to I want to really get to where he, what he where he's going. But he says when when that black man is in close quarters in public with that white woman, she has every right to clench her purse, regardless of who the black man is. He didn't use that example, but I'm giving you that example because it, it it's a it, it aligns with what he's saying. 
And he challenges challenges us or whoever decides to read this sloth um, to look at it from her standpoint. What does she see? She sees us um, pants hanging down. Um, she sees us in the inner city of Chicago killing each other night in, night out. Right? She, she hears our mumble rap. So it gives her cause for concern. And she's justified, according to Jesse, <laughs> to be concerned and to fear for her personal safety when in close quarters with an African-American male such as you and myself. This hurts me, Walker. <laughs> and it's not, it's not just this statement. His whole platform is built on notions such as this. Essentially, and, and for those of you who haven't caught on yet, Jesse Lee Peterson is a black male, at least from the external. <laughs> but in going back to what you spoke about with interracial issues, I call it inner, not inter. Right. I don't see how his comments help any of that. They're not true. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Um, but it just disturbs me because, again, as a black male, how do you think your behavior is helping anyone? Why did it disturb you? Hmm? Why did it disturb you? Because it's not true. Okay. It's, it's, it, it'd be no different than you saying, then you go in, going to work tomorrow and say, man, y'all wouldn't believe Ronnie. He grew a full head of hair. <laughs> it's not true. So you just you just do not like the fact that he's lying. Yes, and, and it's it's not just that. It's just like you need to look in the freaking mirror. Does he have a um? What does he have? Does he have a, like a radio show? No, that's that's the thing. What like, does he have? Like, and, and I'll be honest with you and our listeners. Uh, a, a friend of mine asked me if I knew who he was, and I didn't. And I only became known to his presence on Tuesday mm -hmm. but um, when I googled him this was the first thing I saw so then I backtracked like okay let me see, let me see what's going on with this guy um, I, I'm sorry I'm about to go I'm about to go somewhere else let me stay on track um, the fact that I couldn't find anything of substance disturbed mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. so to me I see a troubled man who honestly is either looking for clickbait or just wants attention. Um, I guess that's why I asked what he, kind he of Jackson, our homies, by the way. What what kind of platform does he have? It, it's is it is it like I know I, he's in media. He's in media, but if he has like a radio show, it's not it's not widely known. Mm -hmm. um, he guests. He, he appears as a guest on numerous radio shows sure. and outside of that it's a lot of tweeting it's a lot of uh videos that he uploads to youtube and other author hmm? he an author of he's got some books he does have some books okay. yeah okay. yeah all right one um, of them one of them i can't I'm, I'm gonna butcher the title but it's um it's your fault something like that yeah hmm. um can i look that up because I, I no, no, no i'm not i'm not it, you get the gist of it 
I, 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 I will comment on this one. <laughs> now that's shocking. <laughs> um, the unfortunate reality is back when you had slavery, there have been many attempts for slaves to free themselves or free others, those who were free, right? Right. There were many attempts, there were many failures, very few successes, Mm. right? Right. A lot of the reasons why there were failures was not because the black people were not smart enough or because the white people just had, like, the white slave owners just had, like, this great airtight system. Oftentimes, these revolts and these attempts to free slaves, they failed because of other black people. Mm. And there's a term out there. I'm not going to really go into it. But there, there was a reward, built-in reward system for slaves, or yeah, for slaves who told on other black people, who entertained the slave master, mm-hmm. who, you know, basically did things to put themselves in a better position at the expense of their own people. Right? Right? Jesse Lee Peterson is, is one of those people, right? Because we, we have to look at it from their perspective and how they feel. That's all fine and good, Jesse, but how come they can't look at it from our perspective? Mm, come on. Right? Now you're having a conversation, Right? right, when two people can express different sides of an issue and seek to understand each other and where they're coming from, and if we're coming from a st- basically, you're asking us to understand why white people believe a stereotype. Mm. It's a stereotype right. because I don't walk around with my pants sagging. No. Right? Right. Now, those of, those of you listening to me, you've never seen how I look. I'm pretty, would you agree, I'm pretty yeah. well put together? More so than myself. So, there's been times, Gatchery, I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. i never forget how it made me feel. So, I'm at the mall one day. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Summit. It's an outdoor mall here in Birmingham. I'm at the Summit, and this is before I got the car I have now. Okay. I had the car that you just love. Oh. Remember that car? Right? It was cold. It was like wintertime. And I remember running uh, during my lunch break. I went up to the mall because the mall's not far from the office. And I remember getting out of my car, parked away from everyone. And when you park away, you end up walking through cars going to a parking lot. Sure. Right? I mean, going you know through the parking lot, going into the store. I get out of my car. Right? Very nice looking car. I look like I do well enough to earn that car. Okay. Right? Right. But as I'm walking by, I hear a door lock. And I look and I see a white lady in a car. 
Now, I'm not all into this whole because I have this, I'm better than you and right. this whole thing. So don't don't hear that. Right. My car <laughs> costs way more than her car. <laughs> Let's be clear. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm dressed nice. I'm whatever. From an optics, visual standpoint, there's nothing I want from you, lady. Right. Right? Yet you feel the need to lock your car because you saw the color of my skin. You didn't see anything that... And this is before I grew my hair out. Right. I had a low haircut. Okay. Right? Yeah. I look corporate down. (laughs) Right? Right. Yet, I triggered something in you. So, basically, it's not so much because of what someone of the other man did. The problem is, you begin to judge us all by the lowest denominator of us. That's wrong. And I will not and refuse to understand any person who's ignorant enough to know that that is not all black men. I'm sorry, Jesse Lee. But I'm gonna give you two words of advice. Shut up. <laughs> or sit down. <laughs> stop talking. Right, right. We can go on with these two words. Shut up. He, he just needs attention. That, anyway. That, no. He, he he's my player of the century. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I feel bad for even. And I'm going in on him harder than this next POW that I got. I feel bad because I'm reintroducing him and I'm fueling him. No, I've I've seen him debate other people before on certain issues, and I've seen him take the losing side of the argument. Okay, and just lose. Gotcha. So yeah, I know exactly when you mention him. That's that's why I got the reaction. Yes, yes, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, but you know, hey. That's why there's a sunken place, right? <laughs> so anytime he talks, I, I just I can just hear the the yeah. spoon going in the, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just he's whatever. The, again, there are people who are committed to making sure we don't advance right. for whatever reason. Some of them look like us, and again, that's what happened back in the days. So that's why I use that illustration because even though it will help us. You're just going to get in the way. So there's there's always going to be enemies who look just like us. So whatever. My player of the week, and you know, let's let's go ahead and get the low hanging fruit, is uh, Megan Kelly. Mm. Oh man, MGK. Yeah. <laughs> Machine gun. I like that. Nice. I've been waiting. Nice. I know you. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Good job. Uh, so as every, most people know, um, Megan Kelly was, she was the, of course, she had her Today Show with Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Today Show with Megan. And they were talking about Halloween and the costumes. And they were, got on the subject of uh, blackface. And why it's, you know, some people consider it offensive. Like Jesse Lee Peterson, Megyn Kelly decided to take the losing side of this argument and argue or argue what's the big deal. Right? 
Um, there's no need to even take a deep dive into what she said or talk about why it's wrong because white people were like, there are, lo- there are many white people who looked at her like, girl, <laughs> girl, are you serious? Uh, yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't even have to take a dive into that. Needless to say, um, she was suspended, um, for the week and they just ran reruns of previous tape shows. And I think as of on Friday, they announced that her show was done. Right. All right. Um, prior to that, uh, I think her last taping, which may have been, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Was it Wednesday? I have to say Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Cause she had Roland Martin come on. Right. And right. so, and, and they were educating her on the history of blackface. She issued an apology um, she cried her white woman tears, um, which, you know, in this regard, tasted like Sprite. <laughs> anyway, um, where did you get this stuff? So, <laughs> so needless to say, she's, she's done. Right. Um, and you didn't, you wasn't even aware of, of, no. of, of what was going on. I was with her. so sleep. Okay. So the reason why she's player of the week is because I want to put it in, in context. Okay. I'm not want to look at it in a vacuum. Okay. Right. And this is going to feed into why I didn't comment on your coworker. Okay. Okay. Because I felt like it would have been redundant giving her POW. It's almost a similar thing. Right. right. Okay. You know where Megan Kelly, her first stop was before she went to the NBC, right? I don't. You're about to really. It's good. You're about to really go in. Megan Kelly was one of the primetime hosts of Fox News. So, Megyn Kelly, and she's been, I mean, and, 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 and let's, let's, let's set it up. Let's set it up. Um, Megyn Kelly, I've heard people give her, because I haven't watched her. I haven't watched much of her. Okay. I'll put it to you that way. I've seen clips of her. I've actually tuned in when she's had black guests on the show. Okay. Um. Megan Kelly from from people that I think are a, a bit objective. I would consider them to be objective in some regards. Um, they have given her credit for being good at, a good broadcaster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think she's forty seven. She doesn't look bad for her yeah. age. All right. She's considered attractive. Yeah. And I'm not going to even dispute that. Right. Right. Not even going to dispute it. Uh, so she's a talented broadcast, and, and she's talented in broadcasting. Attractive white woman. You can see how she's been successful. Sure. Right. Yeah. Megan Kelly has had a history of saying jacked up things. Oh yeah. She's given, she's made very bigoted statements in the past. Not on NBC, though. We'll get to that. Okay. 
she has found herself, in my opinion, on the wrong side of really important issues. Oh. She has argued against, she has challenged, she has challenged the arguments that the killings of Mike Brown and, uh, what's his name, South Carolina. Do you remember? Oh, the guy that was running away from the Yeah, guy. yeah, him, him. Had a brain dump. Could you look head. it up while while sure, I uh, absolutely uh, that they were not racially motivated? Okay, she's argued that she has even gone as far as to say when she was on Fox News that Santa Walter Scott Walter Scott she's gone as far as to make statements such as Santa is white. And Jesus is white. Oh, my. Okay? So, I know people were appalled this past week with Megan. Not all of us. It's light. (laughs) It's kind of light compared to things she said in the past. Oh, wow. Okay? She gets to NBC. And have you... Her deal with NBC was... Ridiculous. Seriously? Oh man, Megan's gonna be Megan's gonna be all right. Okay. In so these don't let her cry on my shoulder. Oh yeah, okay. enjoy the sprite. Anyway, um, so once she gets to NBC, as they say, we're not in Kansas anymore. Mm-hmm. In other words, you don't no longer have the protective shield that you once had when you were at Fox News when you can spit this ridiculous rhetoric. Right. She has offended several guests. What? She's offended the LGBTQ community while on NBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her ratings were not good. They were low. Okay? okay. They made a lot of accommodations for her um, to even bring her on. Okay. She was a big pull because of, you know, her name and her, her status and whatnot. Sure. Um... But it wasn't paying out. They got, I think, when they began to do this reshuffle and they brought her in, they let a few people go. For her. Al Roker. Tamron Hall. Al Roker's not on the Today Show anymore? He's not on that segment. Oh, okay, okay. Tamron Hall's gone. What? Yes. Like gone, gone. Gone, gone. Um, they made accommodations for her and her ratings have not gone as expected. They have mm-hmm. not gone as expected. So what I was telling some of my homeboys is that I really do think she was probably going to be on her way out anyway. I think this just accelerated. She expedited. It. She expedited <laughs> it with these comments. Okay. Not to mention she's already been getting in trouble. She be has she been able to hang around so long? She's got this long history of these controversial comments, and I'm yeah. That's a, that's a rhetorical yeah. question. Yes, because okay. I know the real answer. Okay. <laughs> she was in an environment that didn't hold her accountable for the things she said when she was at Fox News. Right. Right. 
she comes to NBC and NBC says NBC's like we ain't Fox, right? You perform and don't get us in trouble, right? 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 Which she don't went over the peacock. Which she did. Oh, <laughs> she went over two on. Right. Right. So here's what I want to get into, because she she did all of this. And when I remember seeing her have these, I remember her having guests on to talk about police brutality and police violence in these conversations. I don't recall her having a Roland Martin come on to educate her on why black people feel that they're being policed differently. Mm. I don't recall that. No. No. No, she didn't do that. As a matter of fact, she was willing to go back and forth. Right? I struggle with the fact that she's genuine in her apology. Oh. Here's why I struggle with it, Gatry. Is because you on your show challenged the argument against blackface. Mm. Which means you know people got a problem with it. Right. You didn't take yeah. the opportunity to try to understand why people did. You dismissed it by trying to talk about well, where I'm from. Where you from, there's obviously not a lot of black people, Megan. <laughs> and I want to talk, and this is a teachable moment, because I want to talk about this thing called white privilege. Okay. My pastor is talking about racism. Mm. And he gave an amazing definition of white privilege. White privilege doesn't mean racism. It really doesn't. Those who benefit from white privilege oftentimes are not racist at all. Mm. We're not even talking about being a bigot. We're not even talking about those things. Right. White privilege is for individuals who, of course, are white, but never really have to go through life acknowledging the color of their skin or coping with the reality that their skin is associated with some type of character flaw, defect, or sense of less value. Huh. That's real. So if I'm in an environment where I don't feel judged because of the color of my skin, then I'm going to be a bit naive and ignorant to other people's struggle who deal with that. Right? Okay. So it's easy for me to step, put the foot in my mouth if I'm not, if I fail to understand my privilege. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. If I recognize that, you know, I really ain't got to deal with some of this stuff these other folks are dealing with. I I don't even know what it's like to be policed like that. Now I can start asking intelligent questions Boom. like, "Boom, okay, tell me more about your experience with cops. Right. Tell me more about this blackface thing. Tell me more about the first and the fifteenth. Tell me more about that. Like, why? Like, how does that make you feel when people say those type of comments right. or generalize you based off of that? Come on, man. Yeah. Right." Because where you're from, you didn't see a lot of white people deal with that. So you attribute it to a skin color. Yeah. Because of where you're from. Now realizing that 
the rest of the world exists outside of your little box. And when you take the attitude that this is where I'm from and this is how it is, and I'm not willing to listen to you, <laughs> that is how she came off. Yeah. That is when we get you up out of here. Right. That is when you make a mistake. That is when I see you for the first time ever humbled because of something you said. Right. What, what about where I'm from? Does that not matter? Well, my thing is we can have a conversation, not a debate. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can have a conversation. Now we can talk about it. Where I'm from, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, I can appreciate that. Let me tell you where I'm from. There you go. Right. Let me tell you how it is where I'm from. And if I'm really wanting to get to the bottom of it, I will say to you, man, I didn't know that. Instead of silence like you got. Do we really want to know? Do we really care? Do we really care, Megan, that people are offended? Mm. So every time, as a graduate of Auburn University, I remember my second year on school, there was a fraternity that dressed up in blackface. They, they wrote FUBU on white t-shirts. Oh, and I don't remember them imitating a singer, Megan. It was all in good fun, but I remember the faces of the black people on our campus. I remember seeing the hurt that they felt. I remember the anger that they felt. I remember CNN and all these news stations all on our campus for the wrong reason because people thought they were having, quote, unquote, fun. No, it hurts. Yeah, thank you. It's painful. Thank you. And when you get into the history of it, black people didn't have the luxury of just being appreciated for their talent. They were treated less than, so they had to put on this face paint, the, the, this black paint, black face to accentuate a characteristic about them that they were made to feel ashamed of. They had to put lipstick around their lips to make their lips look even bigger. They dehumanized us. So forgive me if I'm not laughing with you and having fun with you, Megan. Sure. Excuse me, sir, if I feel a way about you saying that comment about the 1st and 15th. Why don't you just listen to where I come from and how I feel? Right. And I'm done. Megan? I know you're listening. <laughs> Please have a seat. <laughs> she has plenty of time to take a seat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm all for educating people. Yeah. I'm all for sharing with people and like what Roland did. But my thing is that wasn't that wasn't the energy she gave off. Right. And, and it goes back to your point. You got to be willing to acknowledge. That there is a cultural bias. Yes. Right? Yes. And then yes. that that acknowledgement's gotta drive you to wanna know more about it or know, know more about the other side. It's gotta drive you to realize, you know what, I don't know everything there is to know about this situation. Right. So here's an opportunity for me to learn something and it may even shape how I look at the situation. 
even when you and I were debating about voting, I made it clear I understood your at your standpoint. Yes, yes. Okay, no, I'm not saying that we shouldn't vote. I'm a registered voter. Right. You're absolutely right. Consider this too, along with it. There you go. Now that, we can put your productive. view and you can put my view together, and now we got a stronger view. That's productive, right? That's the approach. Okay, I have a piece because and 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 one of the things that my pastor talked about today, right? He talked about how as a body of Christ, how we're divided, right? right. And how that has made Christianity less attractive to mm. the world. And how God has given one ethnic group something he didn't give the other ethnic group. Oh, yeah. That's why you got to listen to it, dude. He gave this group something he didn't give black people. He gave the white group something he didn't give black people. He gave the Asian community something he didn't give either one of us. So when we reject someone's experience and their perspective and we isolate ourselves from them and live in silos, we're one ethnic group shy of perfection. Which means you bring something to the table that I need. And when I get to a place to where my, where I come from is better than where you come from, we'll never get to where we need to be as a society, as a people, regardless. That's where Megan went wrong. I know where you come from. It isn't. It's such a simple practice too, Walker. There's no rocket science that goes on with that. I don't think. No, you just got to get out of your own head. And, and in the past Walker, I've tried, I've tried to see the other side of it, like, and I don't think it's anything I'll ever be able, be able to understand in terms of white privilege. I, I'll, I'll never be able to understand it. Yeah, can I, can I give my thoughts about it? Sure, but I, I, I can't get any deeper than that. The reason why. <clears throat> You know, and it's not like I hate this woman. I think she's no, t- no, I, I, no. she's going to be really and truly. There's no hatred at all. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at my watch. It's a matter of time before she ends back on Fox News. Yeah. She's going to go on and live a great life. <laughs> right. I just I believe in the law of environment. Hmm. Law of environment says your environment will change you before you change it. Oh. And she's a byproduct of her environment, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I'm just curious to see if she keeps the same energy when she gets back over on Fox News. <laughs> She's going to turn up. She's going to turn up yeah. because that's what She's that's back home. because that's what they want. So that's why that's why we're putting her apology on layaway. Because mm. I want to see did you really mean that or were you trying to keep your job? Right. I forgive people in spite of them, but I will call out a whack apology when I see it. That's it, man. Um, before we close out, sure. Fifty Cent is petty. Oh no, that text you sent me. Was- um, Fifty Cent is petty. He's he's got to get over that. Um, dude. He's got to get over it. But when I tell you, I laugh. The ink isn't even a thing anymore. He's, 
Dude, it, it's been the it's. It, I don't even think it's the ink anymore. <laughs> Remember, it went from yeah, murder to the it, ink. Right, right. Dude, when I tell you, I laughed so hard at the picture of him on the front row. Did you see that picture? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that picture. I didn't see that. You didn't? No. Gatry. I don't know how I missed that. Gatry. I'm about to look it up now. Gatry. I should have sent it to you. I thought you was gonna look into oh, it. Oh, it wasn't in the in the link. You no. Sent <laughs> I thought I should scroll out. Scroll out. Fifty up. is petty. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's all I have. I just want I just want to let our listeners know that fifty cent is petty. AKA Ferrari F fifty. Um. <laughs> Listeners, yeah. don't be petty. There's petty, and then there's fifty petty. There's there, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, we gotta call them petty fifth. <laughs> petty fifth. Petty fifth is his new name. That's next level. Yeah, that's next level. Um, it brought me much laughter, but yeah. yes. Alright, um, you got anything else, man? I'm good. Everyone, thanks for listening to this latest episode. Regardless of whether you agree with us or not, we hope we said one thing. At least one thing to help you see the world differently. Who knows? Maybe even make your world a better place. This is the Tipping Point Podcast. Have a great week.